Peace, misfits. For this week's guided meditation, I want to focus on opening your heart chakra. Now, before we begin, I'd like for you to connect to your breath. Your deep inhales and exhales. Be mindful of this throughout the entirety of this guided meditation. Now, it's important to remember that with all things, we seek balance. So while we seek to unblock the heart chakra, we also don't want to open it too wide either. Again, we seek balance. When your heart is blocked, you'll notice you often feel lonely or withdrawn. You'll also find that you tend to lack empathy and the ability to see others and to forgive them for things that they've done in the past. On the opposite side, when your heart is too wide open, you'll notice that you're far too codependent and in need of attention from things and people outside of yourself. You're prone to jealousy and to constant judgment as well. So, let's seek balance. To unblock your heart chakra and stay centered, we first practice acceptance. This means not walking through life with regrets. Nothing positive comes from looking back. Stay the course and understand that things happen for a reason. What's done is done. Happiness can be found in making peace with what was and working on what is. Also, focus on having a healthy release of your emotions. Understand that it's important to get out how you feel whether it's writing your thoughts down, talking to someone about them, or even yelling into the air when no one's around. Also, if you believe in a higher power, talk to it. Don't keep your feelings in. Also, be mindful of not dumping dark energy onto others and leaving it there. Removing energy from our spirit doesn't give us the right to put it onto someone else and move along. Healing can't be found there. And lastly, don't hold on to toxic feelings. I say this often, your pain shouldn't be your brand. Stop allowing your anger, bitterness, and rage to be like a warm comforter on a cold night. Learn to let go. Learn to start anew. Ask yourself, how is this energy helping me? And how is it affecting my body? and be honest with yourself. Getting past this is a wonderful way to open your heart. Thank you so much for joining me for this guided meditation, Misfits. I hope it helped. And now, let's get healed. Welcome to the Healing Space. I am Sensei Raven Akundayo. And I'm Brandon Harris Williams. And we're back. Ow, ow, uh. <laughs> uh. Every time you do that, I'll always imagine you dancing. Like doing like a hip I am. bump or something. Okay, there we go. There doing we go. Like a what? I thought she was doing like like a hip bump or something like that, you know. I mean, I didn't want to get up and do all that moving around, but I can. <laughs> you know what I mean? Might have to step away from the mic for a minute, but I can do that. I can just imagine you're doing it in your mind. That's all. That's and, and that's all that matters. That is correct. 
<laughs> ah, how are things going with you, sir? I am here to see another day. Come yes. on, let's talk about that. <laughs> there we go. Indeed, we woke up this morning. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. In my right mind, Shondo. <laughs> Can you feel a brand new day? Indeed. Okay. Yes, Dorothy. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, yeah. let's stop. Because I, I, part of me kind of <laughs> felt like breaking into it. So I'm like, all right. <laughs> let, I was talking to somebody out. the other day, and they were like, The Wiz is a horrible, um, I guess it's the stage version of it. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, I've never seen it. So, but okay. <laughs> you say so. I like the one that was on TV. I mean, hey, have you ever seen the movie? Hey, hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, oh, mm, oh. I've, I think, uh, hmm. I don't know if I've seen it all the way through in one sitting. Okay. And if I have, it was a really long time ago. But it comes on all the time. So I've definitely seen... I've seen the whole movie. I just don't know if I've seen it all. <laughs> in one in, in one sitting. Okay. Yeah. If I did, it was like... I was like maybe five, six, seven, something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. That was about the last time I saw it all the way through. <laughs> it's been a really long time. <laughs> Listen. A really long yeah. time. But I mean, the, the same thing with the, the other... Uh, the, the Wizard of Oz. I haven't seen that in forever either. So I have not listened. I've seen that. You might <laughs> right, about the same time for that one. Like I did see the one on NBC though. I, I really enjoyed that. Yes, they did that thing. They did. They definitely. My girl Mary was in the place. Yes, <laughs> representing. I love it. So, Gotta support her. She's an actress now. Always look at you. Come on, always be there for her. Be there for her. Always, always. <laughs> Ride or die over here. Okay. I'm looking forward to next week's episode because I told you that one of our guests said they're coming in here dressed like Mary J. Blige. So you did, and I am looking forward to meeting them. I cannot. I cannot wait. If we might, we might just get a medley all throughout. Come on, the episode. Y'all better be in the background. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, your lover and your secretary. Yes. Holla really want us to be happy. See, oh, come on. With some thigh highs too. Come on. I don't have any. Damn. You but no, you don't want me to wear no thigh high boots because when I wore boots last time, I saw you. Were like, why are you so damn tall? Like. <laughs> <laughs> Well, at least come in here with a shawl and some sunglasses. At least. I don't have a shawl either. I don't know who you what's, think I what's am. What's happening? Are you at least going <laughs> to give me a, a blonde bob or something? Like, what is going on? <laughs> i go get me a quick weave just for you. Okay. Just for you. There we go. There's teamwork. I'm like, what's happening? <laughs> but we're jumping ahead, our, uh, ahead of ourselves until next week. So for this week, how was your weekend? Um, it was fine. I got to hang out with my friend Andre. We haven't seen each other in a minute. Um, just cause like we keep, kept missing each other and schedules and stuff. Yeah. And then I got to hang out with my uh, best friend Janae last evening for a little bit and we caught up too. So Come on now. it was cool. It was cool. I didn't do, it was pretty low key for the most part, but yes, we can catch up. I got to see them. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> got to reach out and touch the people that you love. Shondo. Yes. Well, my uh, <laughs> my weekend was very, very chill. Uh, I taught yoga, and that mm-hmm. was awesome. I've started something new with my students. What I do every month is that I create a new challenge for them, especially for my students who I've been teaching for a long time. I like to keep things fresh for them so they don't feel like, you're, you know, things are getting a little boring when it comes to their yeah. practice. Um, what I love, though, is that all of my older students, they keep telling me, they're like, there's actually no way for this to become boring. So I'm like, that's what's up. I, I like that. <laughs> um, 
But so I decided to do something really new this this month for the next four weeks. And mm-hmm. I decided to do what I named Student's Choice, which I give them the opportunity to kind of lead the class. Like they say what they would like to do the way they would like to flow. Oh. And it's funny because I think in the beginning they're thinking to themselves, okay, well, with me doing it, how is this going to be? Is it going to be a little easier? But but no, not at all. <laughs> if anything, I challenge them even more. So, <laughs> But so far, they're loving it. Uh, this was the first week they just went by. And so far, everyone's loving it. So that makes me feel really good. I love the getting something out of it. And it makes it exciting for me, too, you know, because usually I go into each class with a set idea of what I'm going to do according to the challenge. But with them just calling out what they want to do, it keeps me on my toes as well, you know. Mm-hmm. So that definitely was a lot of fun teaching this weekend. Uh, and then, of course, you know, we did some stuff for the podcast as well. Um, <laughs> we together. And then I did some things on my own for the podcast, setting up some new stuff. You know, we, they're about to be able to find us on some other platforms. So that's a lot of yes, fun. Look out. <laughs> and then um, I've been binging a lot of stuff. Like I was, uh, I started binging Gotham. And mm-hmm. uh, the unbelievable it, is that the name of it? The unbelievable Kimmy Schmidt. Uh, unbreakable. I unbreakable. Think. There we go. <laughs> um, the unbreakable <laughs> Kimmy Schmidt. I should know that because I don't even watch the show. Sorry. <laughs> like, I, I'm rubbing off on you. See, <laughs> you don't even watch whatever. things, and you'll know. <laughs> whatever. My pop culture bug is getting to you. There don't, you don't, don't. I normally know TV. Now you name a whole bunch of movies. I'm gonna be like, mm, when did that come out? Who was in that? It won what? No, I'm just not really going to be able to. I cannot. <laughs> but I'm, look at you catching up on new TV and old TV. I love it. I'm, I'm doing my best. Yeah. I was binging um, Brothers and Sisters, but you know me. I think I've told you before. I, like, I can binge something for a while, but then like for a few weeks, I can get like, sick of it, just like tired of watching the same thing. So yeah. I'll be like, I'll take a break. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so... I watched because I've been the first three seasons like um, in December going into January. Right. And then I took a few weeks off. Then I watched season four. I kind of slowed down with that one. Now I'm on like season five starting to get to the end. And there's only five seasons. So part of me is like, what am I going to binge next? Even though I have a bunch of stuff I could watch. But also I'm like, oh, let me just take another break. Let me just... <laughs> I'll that used back. to I'll be my back. show. I think I told you that I used to love Brothers yes. and Sisters. I have every season yes. on DVD. You, you better, yes. <laughs> I, never, I didn't watch it all the way through when it was on. I saw like the first. I think it's like the first two and a half ish. Yeah, and then I caught some of five. Well, see, missed, like, that was me. Well, I was the same. With with five yeah. was when I finally kind of faded back, and it was the DVD that allowed me to catch up. Um, yes. And I only watched the fifth season one time, so I'm kind of foggy on exactly what happens. But uh, but yeah, also, um, which I don't know if they have that on any platforms right now. Maybe they have it on Hulu. Revenge. I loved Revenge, too. Revenge. I didn't watch Revenge. I like Emily because she was on Brothers and Sisters, but I never watched Revenge. Right. Come on. Okay, so here's the funny thing. Here's the funny thing. Okay. I totally forgot that she was on Brothers and Sisters. That was complete coincidence that I ended up flowing into Revenge right off of Brothers and Sisters. <laughs> <laughs> Completely forgot she was on both shows. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, I think she's on something else now, but I don't know. She is, and I don't know if it's... I think it might be uh, on one of the streaming platforms. I don't know if it's regular television that she's on right now. 
Okay, okay. I need to figure out a way to scan and watch uh, The Good Fight because I'm not paying for CBS All Access. Listen, listen to what's not going to happen. <laughs> it's not happening. Just Especially saying. because Disney is going to have a platform and I think either the end of uh, 2019 or 2020. And I am time. actually going to get Disney. So I'm like, okay, no. <laughs> well, you might get to because Netflix and Hulu might be looking a little scarce in a minute. So Listen, you might need the Disney platform. Come on. I'm sure, let's be honest. I'm sure they're going to snatch their stuff right on the pop. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if Disney decides to really show the kind of power they have and take all of the ABC shows off of those other ones. Child. <laughs> They're like, we're going to all need Disney. Disney. <laughs> Disney's like, you really want to see our muscle? Okay, we got you. I just wasn't thinking. They should have had like a, a full slate or they should have had something to separate them because it yeah. just didn't. Yeah, they Nothing against Star Trek, right but now. Right. I don't know. It's just not enough. It's not <laughs> enough. And I mean, if, if they think it's not enough now, if they think they have CBS All Access and we're paying them right now with Hulu and Amazon Prime and Netflix, once uh, Disney gets here, it's really done. Like, it's that? already hardly anyone's paying attention to you. Once that comes along, we're really not going to pay any attention. Because everything uh, besides the two, like, it's literally, they have the two um, original things like Star Trek and The Good Fight. Right. But everything that's streaming on there is between Hulu, Netflix, and Amazon. You can really find it all somewhere else. <laughs> or 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 um, DVR, you know? It's like, okay, Listen, like with me, I'm like, demand, okay, like... clearly I need to DVR <laughs> Criminal criminal Minds because I'm not playing around with all excess. That's not happening. <laughs> they didn't, they didn't it used think. to be on Netflix, but I guess they stopped. They did. Well, no, Criminal Minds, but you, you, you have to wait. Oh, yeah, wait until the season's, season's over. over. Yeah. Yeah. You go wait yes right till a week before the season premieres. I used to always hate that about Netflix. Like I cannot watch twenty four <laughs> hours of television in two days. Like if I was behind, I'm just gonna be behind, damn it. Like <laughs> I never understood that. <laughs> but uh but yeah, that's why when you, we were talking earlier about once you finish season five of uh, brothers and sisters you're not sure you know what you're going to watch next that's actually what ended up happening to me i've caught up on all of my shows and mm-hmm. i finished watching all of the things like i uh, just finished jessica jones season two yeah, so i was like well now that i'm done with all of the things that i needed to watch what's next so i was like why don't you finally go back and watch all the things that you were like child whatever why don't you watch those things so <laughs> unbreakable kimmy that was one of the things i got through episode two and i was like i don't feel like watching the show no more so i stopped and uh-huh. that was like over a year ago. Um, <laughs> and then um, I got like I was watching regularly until the middle of season two, and there's just too much television on TV. So I was like, "That's not going to be able to happen." Like, thankfully, I've started to DVR Atlanta, and that's how I mm-hmm. can watch that because Atlanta now comes on against what is it? How to get away from murder or something? I don't know. I really don't know. <laughs> I keep forgetting, but I'm horrible. So I'm like, okay, uh, I'm gonna watch TGIT. So I'll just you better support watch Atlanta after. Yeah, Sean knows she got me. The minute she's on Netflix, it's gonna be difficult to even because you know I told you with like Grace and Frankie, I can uh, I can draw them out for months. Grace and Frankie, it's I mm-hmm. can let it I can let it go at least two to three months before I finish Grace and Frankie. I don't think that's gonna happen with Shonda. I think Shonda got well, me. It depends. She might be. Um... It might be a weekly kind of a thing. So I want you never her know. to do that because you know that's very that's there are very few shows on Netflix that are like that. But I love mm-hmm. when they do that. I love when they make you weak. 
because I'm I'm here for that. I'm here for waiting. Uh, sometimes you want to bend, sometimes you don't. Exactly. Give me the option. Right. <laughs> I'm like with with Shonda. No, I know better because Shonda's good TV for me. So I'm gonna want to watch her all the way through. <laughs> so I like that with Hulu because with Hulu they had The Runaways. And mm-hmm, I like that, that, was, that weekly. was weekly. Yeah, I'm like definitely I can get with that. What I can't get with, and I don't know what's gonna. I don't know how I'm gonna get to the point where I can watch this all the way through. A Handmaid's Tale. I don't. I don't know. I don't know how no. that's gonna happen. You know, I'm I'm not usually affected emotionally like a lot of other people. Like I told you, when I watch This Is Us, the only things that tend tend to make me cry are usually the really warm, loving moments. The sad yeah. moments never get anything out of me. So <laughs> I'm like, I go to watch A Handmaid's Tale, and I'm like, and and I'm also the kind of person it 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 takes a lot to trigger me. Yeah, um, I'm not easily triggered by most things. So the fact that that show triggered me from the jump shows how powerful that show is. <laughs> like, it's well, let me a, let y'all keep that. Come on. I don't need no parts. Come on. No, thank you. It was too, that's one show where you're not going to have me like, you can do it. You'll be fine. No. No, you you may not be. <laughs> you, you may not be at all. <laughs> and that's all I need to hear. No, thank you. I'll find something else on the Hulu to watch. Handmaid's Tale is a straggle for me. Like, I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this. I'm, I'm inching toward episode three. Like, let's let's say a prayer. <laughs> I need them to go ahead and add the second season of Queen Sugar while they bullshitting. Like, yeah, they are. They are. They really are. Because <laughs> it's not on the own app anymore. So wow. I'm like... Not to have you in limbo, though. <laughs> listen... I wanted to rewatch season two, and I'm like, because I didn't see it was on Hulu yet, so I was like, okay, well, let me finally download the app. Right. So I got cable now, whatever, cool. So I download the app, I'm like, bitch. And and Queen doesn't start in the spring; it's summer, right? Summer until like September. Is that what it is? Yeah, like late summer, fall. I think yeah. I think the first season was like maybe June. Second season might have been like July or like right, June, something like that. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I can no longer remember when it ends. I'm like, does it end the beginning of January? I think it's the beginning of January when it ends. It's hard. I don't think it went that far. Well, that's right, because the second season, it was split. So I can't remember. Yeah. But see, that that's a problem. Like, some of these shows have the weirdest start times and end times. So you're kind of like, wait. What? Okay. <laughs> I just miss, like, September to May. I'm on. And then middle May, early June to, like, August. There I we don't... go. There we go. <sighs> Let's keep it nice and simple. Or if you're going to do these weird-ass schedules, have it be the same weird-ass schedule every year. Right. Listen. But we're going to start the first week of, okay, randomly August. Right. And then we're going to go off in, like, I don't know, November? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, right, right. Give me something, cause, and then every year we're going to do this. <laughs> it's fine. I can. Or if you're going to split, like, it's three three months or four months between everything. So if, that means you split up every season, but it's still technically the same amount of time. Right. That's fine. Right. I don't I don't care. Just <laughs> consistency. Come on. Ding, 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 ding. You better say my word. You better say my word. You better say my word. <laughs> Come on. What prize did you win? You just said my word. Yes. Consistency. You need it. You need it. I need, I need, I need, I need, I need, I need. I'm not, I'm not doing this with you. <laughs> I don't know why you went there and I went into what is what is it money power and respect. I don't know why I went there. How did that go? I feel like I know that. Um, what was it? Was it Little Kim and the Locks? 
I can't. I I hear it ish, but I can't yeah. like say it. So, and, okay, and, okay, right. <laughs> I went somewhere totally. I'm surprised myself. But anyway, L- listen. Okay, a rap song. You yeah, what? whatever. Whatever. What? <laughs> so flowing right along, uh, Mr. BHW has been knocking it out the park with these interviews. Uh, last week, he had an amazing interview with Art. That thing has gotten rave reviews. Listen. Yes. Listen. Rave reviews. I already told people, as far as a an, an all-around episode, especially being someone who hosts and, you know, I do all the editing and all that stuff, and then combined with the interview that you did with Art, it is easily in my top five favorite episodes we've done so far. Easily. When I tell you did your damn thing with the editing, <laughs> do you hear me on today? <laughs> Right now, like, is there an award for best editor for a podcast? Okay, (laughs) listen, thank you. (laughs) And this interview is just as good. Oh my goodness, you guys did a great job! So, give everybody a a brief idea of what's what we're going to be listening to. I mean, (laughs) no, it was, um. Almost an extension of the conversation last week, which, which wasn't even purpose. Right, right. <laughs> when, when reaching out to both of them, but um, this one is a, little, a lot more, a little bit more, a lot more, whatever. Focused on mental more, health, right? <laughs> <laughs> mental health and just really kind of um, addressing uh, certain things like within yourself, and then learning to deal with those. If that makes any sense, I don't want to share too much. But yes, my interview was with a uh, Carl Obang. Yeah, and make sure y'all keep listening. So you know, get your note notebook out, your little pen. You know, <laughs> pretend you're on Super Soul Sunday. Just... <laughs> uh, so we're gonna go ahead and flow into that interview now. Uh, once again, it's dealing with mental illness. BHW did an awesome job with Carl. You guys enjoy this, and we'll see you on the other side with good news. Okay, so thank you guys for still listening. And this week, I have an awesome guest here. I have a uh, Mr. Carl Obang. Um, he is a—he's a very busy man. He's—he's he's a writer. He's a poet. A school psychologist. He's the co-founder of a t-shirt company. I don't know when this man sleeps. He's also, you know, like a health nut. <laughs> I just—they're only twenty-four hours in the day, Carl. I don't know how you do it all. Because I—I don't know if I could. But thank you for the, coming to the healing space this week. Hey, thank you for having me. I tried to utilize my time as best as possible. <laughs> clearly, you're making it work, clearly. Just making me look bad out here. <laughs> no, but how are you doing today, sir? I'm good. I'm good. I um, I just finished running, so I'm trying to you know decompress, and uh, I'm glad to be here talking to you guys. That's good, and we're absolutely glad to have you. I'm really excited today. We can dive in and talk about you know some self care and some mental health um, issues and t- different topics. So Definitely. again, just thank you for being here. Thank you, thank so, you. You're welcome. So just kind of, um, I guess, diving, you know, right on in. Um, you are a school psychologist, and we you know have talked before a little bit about mental health is pretty important to you, and just focusing on mental health, um, and I guess specifically within the Black community. Why is that, I guess, I don't necessarily want to say your calling, but why is it such a a huge passion of yours? Uh, I I guess you could say it's a little bit of my calling. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, I decided to be a school psychologist um, kind of uh, out of irony. 
Um, when <laughs> I was in, uh, I guess, third grade, I noticed that I just could not read like everybody else. Um, and, you know, in, like, middle school, high school, they do the popcorn reading. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> like, if you don't know where you are in the book, you got to stand up. And I always paid attention. I always knew where I was in the book. But because I didn't want to read out loud in front of other people, I would just pretend that I didn't know where I was. Um, mm-hmm. And and writing was, was a big challenge for me. Um, speaking in public was a big challenge. I just noticed that I would always get things uh, mixed up. It, it always seemed like my mind was going too fast for everything else to process. Um, mm-hmm. And then in 10th grade, uh, I'll never forget, my 10th grade English teacher, Ms. Johnson, was like, um, I think you have, like, a little dyslexia. And I'm like, what is that? <laughs> um, and he, so she, she, she explained it, and next thing I know, I'm, I'm taking this test, and uh, a couple of weeks later, they're like, yeah, hey, you have a learning disability. Now, like, this is great. Well, high school's over in two years, but thanks for letting me know now. Yeah, um, like, thanks for, you know, at least you caught yeah. it again. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, thank, like thanks, I, I guess. Um, and I got um, an IEP, an Individualized Education Plan. However, mm-hmm. I was in 10th grade, and I had, like, a 1.8-something GPA. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know... By like the grace of God, I'm not sure how it happened. I got into co- I got into a college, um, mm-hmm. ending ending high school with a 2.0, and kind of declaring myself like, okay, I'm, I want to be a school psychologist, and I want to help uh, a child like me sooner. Because I exactly. feel like if I if I actually got the help in third grade when I first noticed that I couldn't read, um, you know, who knows what would would happen to me. I mean, I'm thankful for the way that my life turned out and everything that happened, you know, afterwards. But it, it it was a serious struggle in elementary, middle school, and high school. Um, so I kind of directed my efforts towards uh, mental health and, and definitely uh, learning disabilities, and um, kind of diving into the black community. Um, I noticed that any time a child that I would work with, this is just when I was like interning and uh, mm-hmm. volunteering at different schools. Um, say a child would have ADHD, and I, I always noticed in like our community they would either say, "Oh, everybody has ADHD," um, <laughs> or if a child would have like depression, like maybe, mm-hmm. maybe a even even an older person, an adult would have depression. The first thing that we would do was go to church. Yeah, so, let's take him to church and like and let's let's pray over him, and he's going to be okay. And I noticed I was like, hmm. Or I mean, we can take him to a therapist. Like if if you are somebody who was a believer um, in in God, you you would have to believe that God put people on this earth to help. Absolutely. Um, so I kind of started focusing on that, and I went to grad school at Howard and um, got my uh, license in school psychology two about two or three years ago, and now I'm at a school in one school in Northeast and one school in Northwest. Um, and yeah, I just focus all of my efforts on kids anywhere between the ages of three all the way to 12, 13. Mm-hmm. Um, and I help assess and classify students with certain learning disabilities and help, uh, mainly I help parents understand what it means to have a child with a disability now. Um, so yeah. No. Long <laughs> no, 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 not at all. And even with your answer, you definitely touched on a lot of different things. We can kind of like delve into and get deeper with. Um, yeah. I think, like you said too, um, 
I think, and I, because for a while, myself, like, when I was in high school, just fresh out starting college, I was like, I think I really want to do, like, school psychology or school counseling, too. Mm -hmm. And though somebody was telling me, I was like, you probably have had somebody really impactful while you were in school. Like you said, your teacher for you, Mm -hmm. you know, learning disability, or for me, I think it was a counselor also that I was kind of close to. And so it's like those kind of things, like, you see somebody doing something, like, being that light to you or being that helper to you, and you're like, let me kind of give back and do Mm -hmm. something there. So I completely understand that passion most definitely but i think too what you also said is that like catching certain things are also helping certain um well i I don't know catching is the right word but you know like figuring out your learning disability earlier or um even just various like depression or maybe different mental illnesses adhd or different things that students or people might have in general i think do you think that it's a lot a, a lot maybe easier if it's um dealt with maybe like in elementary school like with the age range that you work with do you think that makes it easier for you to cope or to deal with those things as an adult um definitely i i feel like if you um a classification that or a diagnosis that is big right now is autism Uh, especially Mm -hmm. for me just just this year classified more children with autism this year than i than i had my uh, previous two years um and to find or to find autism early is crucial. If you can find mm-hmm. it between, you know, ages four to six, seven, um, we can develop a plan, you know, we can talk to the parents, and that child has a very, very good chance, if they're, like, low-functioning autism, has a very, very good chance of living a, you know, semi-typical life to them, to the autism population. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas if, you know, there, there were moments where I was in a high school and uh, classifying a child with autism who is what well, a teenager now, like seventeen, and yes. I could see like how difficult it would be because you can only put in so much intervention in a short time period before you know you're out of the school system, and once you turn you know eighteen or senior, you don't really have to do anything anymore. And you know this this particular person, their whole life, everyone was just saying, well, he's just a little slower. He's just a little slower. And then when you're assessing, like, well, no, he has a, he has a disability. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, like, nobody, uh, and, and sometimes it baffles me that you can go through, you know, K to 12, and nobody yeah. notices anything, like, no psychologist, no counselor said, hey, like, you know, let's, let's check this out. So it's definitely crucial to help the child earlier. Do you think that um, we as a black community or, or the black community in general is a little bit more hesitant to maybe notice these things or want to deal with these things? Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I try to explore why wh- why that is. Um, yeah. You know, I, I'm a person that, uh, my friends hate this, like, I relate everything back to slavery. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and kind of keeping the black community close in uh, mm-hmm. just times of, like, Jim Crow and, uh, you know, post-slavery. Um I always notice that in our community, we have to keep things, you know, within ourselves. We cannot let other people who aren't black uh, see any weakness within us. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing, like, during times of slavery. Like, like it was always, like, don't let master see that you're weak. Um, uh-huh. And I feel like that kind of has drove itself, you know, to 2018. Um, even, like, young children crying. It's like, you know, young kids can't even, well, boys can't cry anymore like you have to be a man and that again like those those kind of um symptoms i'll say hinder us 
we have to be forthcoming, especially when it comes to emotion, when it comes to anything that is not um, adaptive. I think we mm-hmm. have to kind of hit it at the forefront and be okay with it so we can be, you know, well-adaptive adults. No, that definitely makes sense because it's kind of funny you mentioned like slavery because um, a friend of mine, a friend Andre and I were talking last night and just having conversation. We were just like, you know, just not specifically a mental health, but just in general, how the black community or at least the black American community specifically, there are so many different issues that we have. And of course, you know, everybody, every community has issues and, you know, everybody deals with, you know, the day to day life things. But we were like, there really is so many things that are still that we still struggle with with each other, like internally in the community that really do come from, like, slavery and, and Jim Crow and everything else. And it's crazy, kind of, like, how far removed we kind of should be from those things, but how they still have, have stayed with us and stayed with so many of us. Um, and that we even just can kind of continue to pa- continue, Lord, <laughs> to pass down, especially, you know, with not getting help um, with mental illness or even... Because do you think that sometimes, and I'm sure it's probably different, like working in the school system, mm-hmm. but how sometimes people might be mocked, kind of, or, or maybe unfairly judged because um, if they decide to maybe share their mental illness or get treatment for it? Yeah, I think it happens not, ironically, not so much in the city. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, when I worked in more suburban areas in uh, an- another thing I do is I, I work at primarily at two different schools. However, yeah. um, sometimes there's assessments that need to be done, like in Virginia or p- certain places in Maryland, and then I'll travel to those schools as well. In um, places that I've volunteered, I see like in the suburban schooling, um, I see that some sometimes you see like a little bit more bullying, mocking for kids that have more so um, apparent disabilities, like. Um, Cerebral palsy is something that you can see. Mm-hmm. Um, and I see, like, sometimes that those children are mocked. So I can understand when it comes to something not so apparent, like a dyslexia, dyscalculia, dysgraphia, um, those kids may not want to, you know, disclose, you know, their disabilities. Um, however, to those kids, I always tell them, and I tell my parents as well, the first thing I say is, hey, guys, I have a disability. Like, I, though, mm-hmm. um, like, I'm a writer now and, like, I'm, I'm a poet now, I have horrible spelling. I can't spell to save my life. Um, <laughs> you know, right? Uh, well, um, talking for me is it, it's interesting because because I, I understand my type of dyslexia. My mind processes way too fast, and sometimes that's a good thing uh, yeah. when it comes to poetry. But like when it comes when it comes to talking on a podcast, <laughs> um, <laughs> I can get my words tripped up, you know, and I can't just like yeah. play around with it. So um, yeah. No, that definitely makes sense. We don't want to. We don't want to. You know, trigger the dyslexia. Oh no! No, no, no. <laughs> no that makes sense. Um, no, I was just thinking about that because I know more and more people are like. At least I've I've seen the social media, and of course, these are adults who are saying, you know, they're. Um, and sometimes it's kind of casually mentioning, you know, like today was a good session with my therapist, or you know, my session mm-hmm. is tomorrow, or you know, what I'm saying. Um, in my session, and I tell all the business though, but my therapist kind of quote unquote got me together, or really maybe see things you know differently, kind of. Yeah. And so I do kind of like that, that kind of trend that it, we seem to be on. More people are. I think that's what it, it takes is for more people to admit or to um, admit that they are seeking help for whatever it is, and to also be un, unashamed about it. Yeah, yeah. definitely. I think. Um, 
when Jay Z put you know that line about going to, like, black men going to therapy in four four four, I feel like that kind of gave us a push. Uh, well, me, per, I, I can speak for myself. Um, I always advocate seeing it there. I saw my first therapist at 22. And mm-hmm. the only reason, like, it, I wasn't going through anything um, of grave concern. Um, I just had got declined from, like, three different grad schools in a month. And I was just yeah. feeling really, really sad. I was like, you know what? Like, I, I want to be a therapist when I grow up. Like, let me go see. <laughs> like, let me go see a therapist. <laughs> and it, it, it was the greatest, like, the greatest experience of my life. You know, I always advocate. For people, whether you are feeling good, whether you are feeling bad, uh, to just go 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 to therapy regularly because we get you know our physical checkups regularly, so we should be going to mental checkups regularly as well. Exactly, because it's still it's still all of our it's all our health. So like mm-hmm. our physical health, our mental health, we should definitely be checking in um, with those things. But I do think it's like you said though, there's such a struggle to want to keep everything locked in or within. Now, I'm definitely one of those people I'm guilty of it. Like, I can be like, oh, you know, I can be the supportive friend. You tell me your problems, your issues, but then the turn around, I'm like, I'm fine. You know, yeah. <laughs> Every, everything's good. Like, you know, I'm okay. So I do think that it, again, like I was saying, it, it's the trend is kind of of starting, at least when more people are open about it. But we definitely, you know, have a long way to go um, with that. And also, too, um, what I've been seeing online there seems to be the popularity of uh, self-care and we got to talk about this a little bit yeah. <laughs> offline how though that everybody seems to be it's almost one of those words that's um because some people have, have said it's like a millennial word and then other people have said that it's you know come from the psychology world but it's still some people feel it's overused do you think that it's mm. being used i guess appropriately or overused or Oh, it's kind of more your your wheelhouse, I guess. Yeah, I I think self care is is being used more, which is good because mm-hmm. I mean, the ba- the basis of self care is to put yourself at the at the front of the line and say, hey, I have to take care of myself before I can take care of other people. Um, and especially in the DMV, being black in the DMV, you know, there's always something to do. Everybody has like more than a nine to five. Everybody's doing something extra and additional. And then we all go to brunch on the weekends, you know. So like it's, it's always <laughs> it's always so busy in the DMV, and to take time out for yourself um, is very important. However, it is getting a little gimmicky now. I, I can mm-hmm. kind of see that. Um, one of the, and I was just talking to my uh, my yoga instructor, D, and um, we were talking about how yoga is becoming a little gimmicky. Um, now you have yoga with goats, you have yoga with wine, you have trap yoga, you have trail yoga. Um, and if you think of like the very essence of what yoga is supposed to do, um, mm-hmm. it's like, uh, are, are we like, are, are we trying to make yoga like a thing now? Trying to make it like a popularity contest? Um, and sometimes I feel like self care teeters that line. You know, mm-hmm. people will say, hey, like self care on the way to like Hawaii, self care, we're going to Atlanta this weekend. Uh, which is all great. And it's, it's good to take vacation, and it's good to you know kind of kind of eject from this life here, go to a different place, and come back. And you feel refreshed. However, I mean, I, I tell my friends, I just tell random people, self care is could be just you know turning off your phone for ten minutes, yeah, or absolutely. you know, it, it could be just um, getting a massage. It could be really going to the movies by yourself. You know, sitting within your own thoughts, being vulnerable, like t- 
telling yourself that you made that mistake, that you're the reason why this friendship ended, not always putting the blame on somebody else. Um, so I guess in that realm as well. Yeah, it literally, I think, like you're saying, it's becoming gimmicky. It's all, almost becoming a, um, a oh, what's what I'm looking for? Like, I, I think that we want to use it any time that we have fun. And I don't think that that's, you know, the essence of what it's supposed to be. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's yeah. Because, like, again, there's it's nothing wrong with having fun, but I don't know if every time you have fun is self-care. That's, <laughs> like, that's a really good point, yeah. Because, like you're saying, people use it every time they go to vacation, or, you know, it's like, I'm going out to the club, self-care, or... You know, I, I think, because I can say initially when I started to see it again online, it was more so like, I need a mental day from work. Like, I just needed a day off. I needed a break. Okay, that makes sense. Or or I needed to, like you said, kind of sit with my thoughts, gather myself, or, or just kind of w- work through something. I, like you said, it's putting the self first, but also dealing with yourself. And so a lot of these different things you see, it's kind of like, is that self-care? Is it really? <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, got a bottle of Grey Goose this weekend. Like, I've seen, and I've seen that on my IG feed. Like, get ready for self-care. And I'm like, ah, you know, or it's just a turn up, which is okay, too. You want to turn up, turn up. But, exactly. I, I mean, I think you should leave, leave self-care, you know, kind of in its own lane. Um, and use it when, when you need to use it. It doesn't have to be something that you don't need self-care, you know, every day, all the time. But if it's something that you want to practice, you know, once a day or once a week, once a month, uh, but just have that sacred time to yourself to understand yourself more. You, after, you, after, I guess you could say a self-care period is over, you should mm-hmm. almost learn something new about yourself every time. That, and, that makes sense. And that yeah. might be the reason why you just said that. I'm like, wow. So a lot of people probably don't even, I'm sure they don't think of it that deep. Because a lot of people are so, um, they probably would be afraid to kind of, to do that self-introspection, probably going back to why some people are opposed to therapy. Because, of course, you know, it's looked at a certain way by some people, but also just having to kind of fully deal with yourself is like, whoa, maybe, let me let me go to the fun side of self-care. Not, let me not really use the, <laughs> <laughs> the true way I should, I should focus on it. Uh-uh. The, uh, wow, I'm like, okay, that makes sense because you definitely should have a change about yourself because it it shouldn't just be something that is like, okay, I enjoyed today and that was that was my self care. <laughs> yeah, like so, self care should almost be like a never ending class in college that you take. Like it's, it's just like one of those classes that it keeps on going. And after the end of it, after after the end of each assignment, or after, or after the end of each kind of self care session, you should learn something new. Like, oh, okay, I didn't realize that maybe I come off this way, or I didn't realize that maybe my mood is different when I'm around these sets of people, or mm-hmm. I, you know, like, oh, I didn't realize that I like being by myself ten minutes a day, fifteen minutes a day, things like that. Um, so you kind of understand yourself more. Exactly, because I think, it, again, it goes back to that, like, the mental health and the kind of... Because some things you can do on your own to, to better your mental health or to fix <clears throat> yourself. And I'm not saying don't go get help or go seek someone if you do or if you want to, absolutely. But some work is... Because I even know some therapists give you homework. Yeah, so it's like you still have to... You have to still apply and do the work on your own. So you can't just say, oh, I'll go to them and they'll fix it all. Or I'll just kind of not deal with my issues and they'll fix themselves and I kind of think too you made me kind of think again like you were saying earlier how um, so many people are like 
scared to show emotion or don't mm-hmm. like to show emotion. How do you think that we kind of move past that or kind of break those walls down? Um, funny thing, I, I went to one of my friend's uh, son's birthday. He's ter- he turned 10 yesterday. Mm-hmm. And I said, hey, make sure you're 10 for 365 days. And I, I tell all my kids that. Um, I think we need to make sure that we tell the youth to don't act any older or younger than your age, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, we oftentimes, I, I, I always see this with a father and a son, is, you know, you get, you're a big boy now, you got to be a man, you know, don't cry, which I understand where that realm is coming from. I understand where that, that thinking in that, uh, you know, to kind of mature a person, but yeah. um, it's okay for boys to cry. Absolutely. Um, it's okay for men to, black men should be crying, you know, like you need one good cry every so often. Um, you know, if, if, if I ask you when was the last time you cried and you really don't know, then it's like, I mean, that, that's okay. Like if, if your life is going, you know, in that direction, but accepting some self vulnerability and, you know, being able to express emotion is something that, um, that needs to happen. Like there's a platform called black men smile which is great, you know, because, like, black... I think when... Sometimes when you think of black men in America, it's like we have to be angry, um, mm-hmm. or we have to, like, have this certain type of emotion that fits into the society category. And smiling and crying aren't those two things. So when we have platforms like Black Men's Mile, or we have platforms like telling, you know, telling a child to just just be a child, just, you know, act... Just, just act your age, you know? Um... I think things like that are very important. No, absolutely. And I think too, it's like it's it's weird. It's one of those things that some people see that they they kind of want to change and want to fix. But it's like, how do you kind of I get I guess get past that thinking? Because if it's something that's taught by your parents, then of course yeah. a lot of outsiders can't really. It I get it's kind of like only the I guess the parents really have the final say over raising that child, mm-hmm. and so it's kind of like we have to to, I guess, alter the thinking of the, the adults and the parents, I guess, before they have children, or we am saying shortly before they pass those things on to those children, because like you're saying, it's like the, the dads are teaching the sons not to cry, and that's because the dads were taught not to cry, or they don't cry, and it, it, I guess it sucks, because it, it you a lot of adults grow up, because not just men, plenty of women yeah. struggle with showing emotion, too. Um, a lot of adults grow up, and they don't know how to handle their emotions or deal with their emotions and so there's a lot of things that can be bottled up or there's a lot of behaviors and ways they can act out because that um no go ahead if you're gonna say something i'm sorry oh no go ahead <laughs> okay i just took a pause or something no 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 but kind of like we were saying earlier about catching you know like the dyslexia earlier i think too if we deal with these things earlier it helps to make more i guess well-rounded not necessarily well-rounded but you know more emotionally capable um adults definitely you know i I think that's um that's that's what we need um i think we kind of live in a world now where we're so structured to learn how to do things that actually don't uh matter Mm -hmm. and and, and one of those things uh, i was talking to my coworkers was um shaking somebody's hand and looking them in the eye as a form of like respect, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I was telling, I, I'm Ghanaian, and I say, in Ghana, we don't necessarily do that all the time. 
and uh, because it actually doesn't mean anything. Uh, most people that shake your hand and, and look at you are lying to you. If, if you think about it, if you think about the world and corruption, things like that. And, yeah. and like, there's always a saying that this man shook, shook me, look, look, look at me in my eyes, and he just lied to me. I was like, well, yeah, because we're, we're not teaching, <laughs> we're not teaching people to be good, emotionally strong, capable people. And by emotionally strong, I don't mean you know just having a fierce affect and not displaying any emotion. Being emotionally strong is knowing when when it's okay to cry. You know, when mm-hmm. it's okay to smile, when it's okay to joke. Um, and that definitely does start at a young age, and, and slowly turning our our parents and our grandparents, um, and understanding that um, we understand how you know you were brought up and you were raised. Um, how we're like moving forward, you know, to the new generation, to like our kids' kids, like they need to know that it's it's going to be okay to show another emotion besides the one that a society has you know placed on us. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I think that, again, of course, a lot of it, at least with black people, is very cultural, but I think that we need to be able to get to the point where we can move past that, because I really think potentially maybe even be able to showcase and deal with our emotions might help a lot of those other issues that we have, because it can make people, because when you can deal with your emotions and you know how you're feeling, then you're able to better communicate that with others. I think a lot of people don't understand themselves enough or their emotions enough to know how to because you can't tell me what's wrong if you don't know what's wrong. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Oh, that that's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> that, I have I have kids who um you know they'll come to my office and they'll be crying, they'll be upset, and mm-hmm. you know I'll say okay, what's wrong? And they they don't exactly know how to describe the emotion that they're feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have like sentence starters for them, like okay, I'm upset because I'm crying because. And then eventually, you know, after 35 minutes, we'll, we'll, we'll get to the, you know, to, to, to the root answer. And usually the answer is something that happened like three or four days ago. And um, sometimes I feel like kind of children and adults, um, they go through these undescribable emotional experiences um, mm-hmm. because they were never taught that, hey, when you're happy, this is, you know, this is something that makes me happy. This is something that makes me sad. Like, I, it's okay to feel like this. It's It's okay to be kind of at a locus of control sometimes you know you kind of just feel like life is just passing you by and you're just kind of walking through it um it, it's okay to feel all these emotion i don't want to call them emotional symptoms but um mm-hmm. certain emotions that impact your life um and i'm certain that you know i, I just turned 28 uh, on thursday um happy belated birthday thank yes. you thank you <laughs> and I'm sure that I'll experience some type of emotional impact this year that I didn't experience when I was 27 or 26 or 25. You know, it's just it's always growing. But because I um, accept vulnerability and and I sit with my thoughts and I'm very honest with myself when it comes, it's like okay, like I can, I hopefully I'll be able to be like okay, I can you know move move through this, work work with myself through this. Absolutely. That makes sense. Okay, so slightly changing topics just a little bit. You did say earlier that kind of, you know, like mental health or this, this kind of advocacy is, is one of your passions or your, your calling. Mm-hmm. Um, and you also do poetry. So does that yeah. show up in your poetry or does it? Definitely, it definitely. Up? No, go ahead. I'm sorry. I don't want to. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Sorry. <laughs> um, but, yeah, um, I guess... Uh, the poem that kind of um, started everything that that um, 
kind of took me through the DMV was mm-hmm. uh, something <laughs> called uh, Dipped in Cocoa. And mm-hmm. um, I wrote it after a, a breakup. Um, I, I was engaged at one point in time. Um, and I, um, I kind of wrote all the characteristics I would want in a wife. And, mm-hmm. um, and like, I, I told, like, I was, I think I was just talking to a friend at a time and I was saying like, I don't know when she will be, I don't know who she will be, but she will be dipped in cocoa. And then I just started naming all these things. Um, and then my poetry kind of went in that direction. So all of my poems, they're based off of some idea of, of some emotional experience. Um, I have poems about um, kids who, uh, I guess it's, I hope this doesn't change topics too much, but kids who have, who, who have, um, <laughs> kids who have been through sexual abuse to poems <laughs> about um, kind of the idea that black women um, are forgotten, but they're always there. Um, so it's, I, I think... I think everything I do kind of is based off of like expressing emotion and helping children. Absolutely. And there's nothing um, wrong with that at all. No, I was just asking because I've seen, um, I've seen a clip of yours on Instagram. I can't remember exactly Mm. which poem it was off the top of my head. Mm -hmm. But no, just, um, I was just wondering if that, if that's, I guess, kind of ever present because I know if it's a part of you, then I would assume it would have to kind of show up in your works outside of just the, the school system or working with children. Because, again, like, if, if, if that's something that you are, it's, you know, a part of you and something that you're actively working on, then it would have to almost kind of be, I guess you can't escape it because it's part of you. That makes yeah, sense. like, so yeah. You have to <laughs> show up that way. Yeah, it, it's, it's always there. Like, uh, I, I tell people, they'll, they'll see a poem on Instagram and mm-hmm. I'll get, like, book for another gig. Like, oh, we love this poem. And I'll tell the, the person, like, it's cool. Like, I'm going to do it again. But because of my dyslexia, no poem will be the same. Like, every time I perform a poem, it's going to be a little different. Because I'm always going to mess up just a little bit. And mm-hmm. it, it doesn't look like I, maybe it doesn't look like I messed up to the crowd. But to me, I'm like, yeah. oh, I sh- shouldn't have said that. <laughs> but, like, I'll. I'll I'll just roll with there or, or one time I forgot half of my poem I just freestyled it I was like oh this is pretty good so I'm gonna get this on camera so I can do it again um, <laughs> so like it, it's so my life is just so intertwined and then I just started picking up certain yeah. things to do I was like oh, okay poetry school writing school so yeah <laughs> no that actually um, made me think of something so because of your dyslexia is it difficult to remember your poems I know you said you mess up from time to time but is it is that normally hard for you I don't know. I I guess I don't (laughs) talk to uh, other poets about how long it takes them to learn a poem. Um, I know it takes me... uh, And my poetry isn't long either. Um, Mm -hmm. I think uh, it it really lasts, you know, my longest poem... Well, maybe it isn't long. My longest poem was five minutes, but it it tells... That's the one about uh, sex abuse. It It tells a story about a child. But mm-hmm. most of my poetry is like you know anywhere between ninety seconds to two minutes. It's not it's not that long, and it, it takes me um, probably like a week or two to memorize it. And even then, I don't, maybe it's nerves. Uh, but mm-hmm. when I get on stage, it's like, uh, when's I'm supposed to say that? Nerves <laughs> 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 yeah. can definitely, I'm sure they factor in. Now, I was just asking because I've seen other poets too, like um, 
have to practice theirs. And I can't remember how long it took them. Because um, mm. I was like, I couldn't even probably try to remember. But <laughs> just when you mentioned dyslexia and messing up, I was like, I wonder how that plays into that. Probably. Probably. I, I think so. <laughs> my, my dyslexia has, like, every control. When I'm driving to the grocery store, if I'm going... Um, to a place that I've never been to before, I mm-hmm. leave like additional time because I know I'm going to take a wrong. I get my left and my right still mixed up till this day. When I'm 50 years old, I probably get my left and my right still mixed up. Um, but I leave time because I know I'm going to take a wrong turn. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, dyslexia just it just flows in my veins. You know, it's just always there. But you're also, you know, what I'm saying the proof that you can, as long as you know what it is and you. You know, sought the the necessary resources, or if you were able to, you know, what I'm saying that you can still. It, 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 of course, it'll always, like you said, it'll flow through your veins, but it won't greatly impact. Nah, nah, nah. it won't hold you back. Clearly, nah. I love it. I love it. So, kind of uh, just going back to kind of, I guess, kind of closing out. We were talking about self care. Mm-hmm. Is something particular or something specific that you do to practice self care, or that aids to your healing? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I guess a couple things I do. Well, my nine to five is, is being a school psychologist, um, mm-hmm. and I realized early, quickly, when I was an intern, that if I just focus my life on school psychology, I'm going to burn myself out really quickly. Um, so I started doing yoga, and yoga really changed my life. Um, I mm-hmm. can't talk about it enough. Uh, my yoga instructor. <laughs> um, Dara, uh, she's in, she's local in the, um, the DMV. Um, she's teaching right now, actually. Um, she really taught me about just going inward and mm-hmm. um, accepting yourself and accepting your faults and things like that. Um, so that's something that really can clear my mind. So I, I definitely advocate for that. Um, another thing is I went plant-based this year, which okay. really, like... Um, I don't know if that counts as self care, but um, just <laughs> well, you know, it can kind of count towards your healing at least. Yeah, yeah. So t- talking about things that healed me, definitely going plant based and understanding, um, you know, your emotions can be affected by what what you put in your body. So mm-hmm. um, that that definitely um, helped me. And I guess just recently, I just started meditating, um, okay. probably two to three times a week. Uh, just started in 2018. Um, and that has really, really helped me. And uh, I, I advocate for that for anybody uh, just to try meditation and just to try to see uh, how your body reacts to yourself when there's no other stimulus around, um, when there's nothing, you know, intruding your thoughts and your feelings. Just, you know, you'd be surprised about what your mind says to your heart when you meditate. You'd be truly, truly surprised. And, and when you come out of meditation, you're like, huh. It's like, it's almost <laughs> like, um, it's almost like an unreal therapy session <laughs> with yourself. <laughs> yeah, I, I've been to therapy and, and I, I understand the feeling coming out of that. And meditation is just a different level of just introspection um, that I definitely think everybody should at least attempt, you know, at least mm-hmm. attempt. Yeah, so definitely those, those three things. Definitely. Okay, absolutely, and they all sound good. Of course, I know Ray will love to hear, you know, about your yoga and your meditation. Seeing that he's a sensei, so he he will love that. I know. <laughs> Real quick, I um I almost completely forgot, and I had it written down in front of me, and I like overlooked it. Lord have mercy. So, like I said before, you do have you're the co-founder of a business, and it's called yeah. the Chocolate City Teas. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, I completely forgot too. <laughs> 
<laughs> so <laughs> I am uh, me. Actually, me, me, my yoga instructor. Uh, <laughs> okay. We uh, founded um, a, a business called Chocolate City Teas, and what we do is uh, we sell T-shirts, and it, it'll be more. We just started in November, so it'll be more than that soon. Uh, okay. We sell teachers, and we raise money for teachers. Uh, we noticed that, one, we, we wanted to start a t-shirt company. Uh, we tweet a lot. And, mm-hmm. all, and I always say, like, my, my tweets should be on shirts. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and uh, you know, Dara being uh, just a very powerful black woman, she's like, all right, Carl, like, you talk about this almost every day, so we're just going to do it. And I was like, no, nah, no. Nah. Like, she's like, yes, yes, we're, we're going to do it. And we did. And um, uh, one of the first shirts, uh, black, it says "Black Women Are Healers," um, and we have another another very popular shirt that says "Why Hipped and Honey Dipped." Nola Darling from She's Got to Have It. Um, <laughs> we just kind of we just kind of put it out there. We said, "Hey, you know what? Like maybe a couple people will buy it." But it ended up doing really, really well. Um, mm-hmm. And what we do with that money is we nominate um, a teacher of the month. Uh, and then we give 15% of our sales to a teacher of the month, essentially. Um, and we help that teacher pay for supplies. Uh, we are going to, uh, you know, throw the classroom that we select to give them a party, things of that nature. Because we just noticed that um, we're both school psychologists. And we mm-hmm. noticed that uh, teachers come out of pocket for supplies way too much. And they're That's not being the reimbursed, you know? No. They're spending up to $1,000 to, you know, supply their classroom and they're not being reimbursed. So we thought, hey, what if we can give, you know, potentially, eventually down the line, be able to give $1,000 to a teacher? That would be amazing. So, yeah, out came Chocolate City Tees. I definitely love that. Oh, my God. So where can we find <laughs> or buy or... Yeah, definitely. Um, shirts. Chocolate, uh, definitely follow us um, on Instagram at Chocolate City Tees. Uh, our website is coming very, very soon. Just putting the finishing touches on it. Um, you can DM us. Uh, we post shirts all the time. You can DM us if you want to order. Um, this upcoming Friday, uh, the 20, uh, this upcoming Saturday, the 24th, at okay. the Congress Heights Cultural Center, uh, we'll, we'll be vending there. They're doing a live painting demonstration, and we'll be vending there. And we also vend all throughout the DMV. Sometimes we'll vend in Philadelphia as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, just follow us on Instagram. Be on the lookout. Um, yeah, Chocolate City Teachers. And if you know any, if any teachers are out there listening right now, I really, really want you guys to follow us. And the next time that we post, we'll post that nominations are open for the Chocolate City Teacher of the Month. I want you guys to get your friends to nominate you, nominate your classroom, um, and potentially you can win. I mean, like a lot of money. I always tell teachers like, we give away, <laughs> we give away a lot, of, and they they don't think like, nah, they're just joking. No, we really we give away a lot of money. So we I really want to um, help your classroom because a lot of people appreciate what we're doing. So a lot of people have been buying shirts, and that just means we get to help more teachers. So. You know, that's so amazing, and I'm I'm glad I remembered to say something, because that's definitely, so, you know what I'm saying, and you're doing, everybody buys t-shirts, so it's, of course, you know, something easy for people to buy, but also because it's for a really good cause, too, that you're going to, so I absolutely, absolutely love that. Um, Carl, it definitely has been a pleasure talking to you today, I really enjoyed this conversation. Thank um, you. Where can people, you're welcome, um, where can people uh, follow you or walk with you on social media, if they would um, like to? Yeah, definitely. Uh, you guys can follow me at hi. My name is Callistus. Callistus is my, my whole name. 
That's C-A-R-L-L-I-S-T-U-S. Yes, I'm the only one. You'll never find another one. Um, (laughs) Hi, my name is Callistus. Um, I'm doing poetry uh, in two weeks. And I also do poetry events from time to time. Um, I write for Blavity, so I I post articles from time to time. And yeah, you know, just follow me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, there you have it, folks. Make sure you follow him. Make sure you check out Chocolate City Teas. And definitely be in support of him. Again, Carl, it was a pleasure having you today. I do want to thank you so much for spending your time and just discussing with us. And uh, I had a, it was a pleasure, really. Thank you. I had fun. This was great. Yeah. Was nice. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. We definitely do. Absolutely. It was a blast. And now it is time for good news. So real quick, before we get into good news, again, BHW, you did an amazing job with that interview. Kudos to you and Carl. That was good. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Thank yeah. You. Yeah. That, that was a great way to start up our mental health series. It really was. I enjoyed that conversation a lot. I definitely enjoyed it, too. Like, talking with Carl was, was fun, but it was also very, it was just a really good conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. We, we've, we've been knocking it out the park. These, these last few interviews that we've had like i mean now mind you every every interview we've had has been awesome but Mm -hmm. i love the i love the consistency we've had with all of the gems that have been being dropped like Uh, let's let's educate the children (laughs) okay because i believe the children are the future come on i was about to say it teach them well Aha! Let them lead the way. Come on. <laughs> Show them all the. Okay, let's stop. stop. They possess inside. Yeah. <laughs> Give them a sense. Come on. Come on. Come on. <laughs> yes, now I'm saying that. I do a church with the uh, Bible open. Yes. <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> let's get into our good news. So first of all, let's talk about that awesome ass Facebook Live we had last week for THS. That thing was amazing. <laughs> it was hilarious from start to finish. You and uh, Dwayne have a negative amount of sense. <laughs> I on a negative. I like that. A negative amount of sense. I like that. <laughs> like negative. Like, like, okay. But no, I really, really enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. All of the comments. Clearly, Listen. the misfits have a negative amount of sense, also. <laughs> and we appreciate that. We appreciate that. Me being somebody who has some, it's nice to be around. <laughs> Do you? Do you? <laughs> so, so here's the thing. This is what I love about the podcast. If you listen to the podcast, you know the person you watched on the live is someone totally different. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's be clear. Whoa, whoa. I do believe I've said time and time again that I'm complex. Okay. Okay. So. <laughs> you, you're you're all one person. With a negative amount of sense. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. Whatever. Because anyone who watches our THS live on Facebook and sees you and, and how demure you try to act, all they have to do is come up to the podcast. <laughs> You'll see the true BHW whenever you listen to an episode. That's for certain. That was the truth. It was the truth. What? That was an extremely watered down version of you. That's what that was. <laughs> Let's be clear. <laughs> but no, like, when I tell you that every single week, we've done three of them on Facebook so far. And the amount of comments, the amount of views, they go up more and more every single time. 
And the beautiful thing is, is if you go to any of our pages, because we all shared the, the live, if you go to page and uh, you look at the numbers, the viewers, I mean, the views continue to go up even now. We did this on Thursday, you know, and even mm-hmm. on Monday, I was able to see that people are still looking at it. That says a lot, you know? Yes. Yeah. So definitely yeah. your shout outs to Dwayne Walter. He's off the hook. <laughs> he really, really <laughs> is. <laughs> it was awesome having him on there with us. And uh, yeah, so Brandon and I decided after that that we want to start having guests on regularly for the live show. Um, it, it infuses a new energy into each one, you know? So. It, does. it does. I get to let them be the comedian. I just kind of, you know, laugh at them. That's for, for, So first of all, <laughs> that's not going to happen next time. <laughs> that's not going to happen. <laughs> We're going to make sure to pull you in. (laughs) Sit there and stare at your face. Um, But yeah, so everyone who participated, thank you so much to everyone who decided they wanted to come into the chat and just listen and just watch and take it in. Thank you as well. We filled that chat room up. Like... It was so many people interacting with us, and that was a lot of fun. And I love that people are able to go back to our pages and watch it, you know? So even if you missed mm-hmm. out on it, you can still be a part of it. And you can still comment as well, you know? So just exactly. because you weren't there for the live show, you can still interact with us even then. So that, that's definitely a lot of fun. That's definitely all good. And even though this last one was on my personal page like i said last week i don't really like adding people to my personal page that's why i tell people to go to my my like page which is sensei raven akundayo uh but all of the live shows from this point on are going to be on my company's page which is revolution multimedia excuse me that's Mm. (laughs) r-a-v Lord knows, R-A-V-O-L-U-T-I-O-N. There we go. <laughs> Revolution Multimedia. And uh, yeah, friend that. I'll absolutely make sure that I accept. And then every time we have a live show, you can be a part of it. Also on the company's page, you can be kept abreast of everything that happens within my company. What goes on with yoga, with the podcast, all that good stuff. So make sure you add that on Facebook. And flowing over from our Facebook live to our Instagram live, bhw and i decided that we're going to do something new with the instagram so on instagram it's a little more difficult as far as the way that we have to navigate it we're only able to do an hour and right now we're not sure if we can save lives to our page the way that we can our stories so because of Mm -hmm. that we're going to keep it a little more loose moving forward we're going to do really short lives on there like and it's going to be sporadic it's not going to be something right be ready <laughs> just saying so when you get the notification that says the heal and space podcast live or right. just call me oh this is live just click on it right and be blessed Come and be get blessed. your healing <laughs> let's get healed let's just get healed. on it tell them okay <laughs> uh, so yeah where is the facebook live that's going to be once a month this one's going to be sporadic. Whenever the two of us feel like it, we go live. And we're going to be giving you something from the THS page. So prepare yourself. Also, we're going to be going live on YouTube. That's something new that we're going to be bringing to you guys as well. And for that, it would be the exact same thing as Facebook, except it's going to be on YouTube. So for that, you'll subscribe to my company's page, which is Revolution LLC. 
Uh, but we'll keep you abreast of that. Because that's not going to be happening until sometime in the summer where we're going to launch uh, the live on YouTube. But yeah, so just give you you guys a good idea of the good news that's going to be happening for our live brand. We're coming. <laughs> everywhere. So watch out. Yes, we're coming Pay everywhere. Attention. So watch out. Come on, Dirty Mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your dirty mind. Listen, so watch out. Yes, <laughs> that's the proper way. I? At least you were being polite. So watch out. Um, <laughs> yeah, I can't. You know, I'm doing like a Daniel insecure. I'm giving you a warning. There we go. There, and that's what you should do <laughs> because the person should catch an attitude once you let them know. Come on. I think like they got pink eye. You know. Listen, yeah. we about to start a whole conversation. Don't take me back. <laughs> Don't take me back to that episode. <laughs> Don't take. Ooh, boy, the way I found out Issa. Don't take me back. <laughs> but, but yeah, so <laughs> we were talking about our uh, our misfits and how they contribute, you know, to our live and how awesome and great it is having a conversation with them. So right now we want to just take an opportunity to thank you guys because you've been interacting with us on our Apple podcast as well. Uh, so Brandon wants to shout out some people real quick. Hey, shout out real quick. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'll just read a couple of the comments from uh, the podcast, um, from iTunes, Apple Podcast. So, yeah, the first one uh, says, Kevin sent me here, and luckily I'm going to go with the direction. So, <laughs> it's hilarious and intelligent. So, shout out to Kevin from the Outline Podcast. We appreciate you, directed folks. <laughs> um, the next one says, love this podcast. There's just so much happiness, positivity, and, of course, healing. Um, I listen every week like clockwork, and I enjoy every episode. They said a lot, so you know if you want to read that review, you can go and you know. I, I gave you a sneak peek of their review, you know. <laughs> just, just it's a little skim. Um, uh, THS is a necessary podcast, not only for queer people but for everyone. And so I'm gonna shout them out because there was a typo, but I do typos all the time. So we see you, we see each other. You know, it's it's all love. We got. He was excited when we was typing the review. We appreciate that. Yeah. So you know, I'm just saying. Sometimes you be excited, you hit send, and be like, "Oh shit!" Mm-hmm. If you catch it, I'm the type. I might not catch it like, a few messages later. <clears throat> do, but yes, and so do then you go back and correct it, or do you just leave it as is? I mean, well, if it's a message I already sent, I mean. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm talking about in general. So, like on Facebook, oh. it could have been two years ago. And when, and when my memories come back, if I see there was an error on there, I correct oh. it. I'm just angry like that. No. <laughs> okay. That, no, that, that, that would have been actually out of character for you, so I would have been very surprised. <laughs> no. Okay. I'll, uh, if it's a tweet, I don't really like boot it if I catch it very quickly. Okay. But if it's too far gone, yeah. Right. You know what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you know what I meant. <laughs> and the last one, uh, I truly adore these guys. The dynamic between Raven and Brandon is wonderful. The topic's always necessary. I'm constantly laughing and nodding my head. And that's from Turtleberry. So thank you, Stephanie. Yes. So wait, Appreciate wait, wait. <laughs> so, so it gets to Stephanie at the end and you shout her out. But you ain't saying her name. I realized I forgot. <laughs> so I'll go back up. I realized. Now look now. Y'all know what y'all wrote. So I'm going to say y'all names. We appreciate you. I ain't going to read it again. But Riff Raff 9. Kind of your type of person. Riff Raff. Whatever. And then Surf and Turp 007. Okay. <laughs> And then, mm, I'm not proud this one, Father. Fix it. I Tanale. Tanale. No, it's like, yeah. 
<laughs> you did your best and that's all you can do I, I did and I did because English is one of those languages where like every letter can mean three different things so listen <laughs> I also Difficult. wanted to take a moment to uh, shout out <laughs> our SoundCloud fans I know that I do that often but really appreciate that when I went out to everybody and I stressed the importance of making sure that you guys do reviews for us and leave comments and that you repost that that means a lot because it puts more of a spotlight on us and it helps us to get our numbers up you know and can get us to the point where we can begin to get sponsors so it really means a lot to me that you all actually heard me and then went out and actually did something about it that's teamwork you know so thank you to the misfits thank you to people who because now it's getting to the point where we have comments on all of our soundcloud episodes so that really means a lot. So thank you guys for taking a moment to go to SoundCloud and just making a simple comment saying that you're enjoying the show. It doesn't have to be a lot, you know? Um, so that means a lot. Thank you all for definitely keeping us lifted. That's definitely what's up. So uh, if you want to walk with us all over social media for THS on Twitter, that's underscore THS podcast. That's THS podcast on Instagram. And if you want to be able to find everything about the podcast on Snapchat, that's Revolution LLC and on Facebook, Revolution Multimedia. For me, it's Scorpiogi across all platforms. And you, BHW? Uh, just call me Otis on Instagram and on the Twitter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and... Right now, you're able to find us across these platforms. Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, YouTube, and Google Play Music. More to come. And when I say more to come, I mean literally by this week, there's going to be more to come. (laughs) So just know that you are able to find us everywhere. Uh, We are excited for next week because this week is going to be our third Black, Queer, and Unapologetic (laughs) if you guys have loved it in the past trust me it's going to be the exact same thing i cannot wait to record this we're gonna have our drinks ready we're gonna go in it's gonna be a lot of drinks love to drink (laughs) amen i'm sure you do (laughs) actually i know you do so there we go Um, whatever (laughs) you've never seen me drunk so have i just saying you have not Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not. For, for the sake of this podcast, I'll leave that alone, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, you guys make sure that you check back with us next week for Black, Queer, and Unapologetic. Thank you so much for your continued support. We love you and you know that. Until next week, namaste. Namaste.